Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, June 8th. U.S. equity futures are trading mix. So you have the S&P up four points. That's just about 10 basis points. The NASDAQ is outperforming. It's up about 35 points. That's about 25 basis points. The Dow is slightly underperforming down 16 points. That's down about four basis points. So uh, mild gains in the S&P and NASDAQ, um, small decline in the Dow futures this morning. The Eurozone equity futures are trading up about 25 to 30 basis points overall. You are seeing underperformance in autos, banks, and energy. You're seeing outperformance in basic resources, tech, healthcare, telecom, and real estate. Asia generally finished in the red. You had very small declines um, in Hong Kong, Taiwan, and Korea. Mainland China and the Shanghai Comp finished off 50 basis points. So it's a relatively um, you know sleepy morning once again. I think you know the S and P is still kind of in this range that it's been in now for nearly two months, um, and I think the market's just waiting on a bunch of upcoming catalysts to get a better sense of how the next several months will play out. Um, just running through some of the major news items for this morning, starting with macro on infrastructure spending, it looks like we could be coming to an end of the of the bipartisan um, negotiations. The the lead Senate Republican negotiator. Um, Senator Capitos came out and said that she will not be submitting another um, proposal to the White House, um, you know, suggesting that um, they've kind of put their best offer on the table. Um, there is a separate kind of bipartisan track, but again, I don't think the bipartisan talks are going to yield a passable bill, which means you're likely to see this process pivot back to a, a partisan one um, that would be centered, obviously, on using reconciliation to get up through the Senate. The you know Democrats still have a problem with votes though both in the House but especially the Senate you just don't have all the Dem- uh, Senate Democrats on board for the types of proposals that Biden has put forth especially on the tax front so I think again the market is really focused on the risk of tax hikes I think the risk of that is low at this point in time um, which is why stocks aren't paying too much attention to what's going on um, on the spending front you know I think you could still get something like a 750 billion to one trillion that's over 10 years of spending focused primarily on physical infrastructure but that we'll have to see how all that plays out um, on the Fed front, I think, you know, encouragingly, the expectations for next Wednesday are evolving to the point where the consensus now widely assumes that you will see Powell echo his colleagues and acknowledge that there will be, um, you know, that the tapering conversation is likely to commence at coming meetings that will kind of put them on track so long as data stays on the present course to dial back asset purchases in November or December of this year that will likely keep purchases continuing into the middle of next year. Um you know, so I think it's again that's a positive. It helps de-risk the meeting for next week. I do think though that investors should be aware of the dot plot, the updated dot plot that you'll get next Wednesday. You could see um, the 2023 dot move into the hike territory. Um, you know, like that that's something that markets may not have fully um, you know absorbed yet. But that's um, you know part of next week's meeting for the Fed at least has been de-risked. Um, on the data front this morning, nothing too dramatic. You had upside revisions to Q1 GDP from the Eurozone and Japan, still in negative territory for both. You had a soft German IP reading, um, and relatively healthy Taiwan trade numbers. So nothing that's all that dramatic on the data front. That's really shifting things on COVID. You had very strong trading Monday in the U S in a lot of the big reopening stocks. I had been, um, I had 
been talking about how I thought reopening was fully absorbed in the market. Um, it's it's very much the consensus view that um, you know the economy is is exiting the pandemic, um, but the price action yesterday suggests that their um, you know positioning levels in a lot of the reopening stocks may still be relatively low. So we'll have to see how that plays out over the coming days. But that was a very notable trend in markets yesterday. Obviously, the biogen and biotech rally. But the reopening stocks traded very, very well, um, and that, and that, again, that's something that's very notable. You had a lot of positive reopening announcements um, from a variety of different companies and and um, cultural activities, concerts, etc. Um, I have a lot of them in the piece this morning, but you, that's definitely um, a theme that that's emerging is those reopening stocks having more legs than I had thought was possible. Um, those are all the big macro themes for this morning. Like I said, very quiet in terms of major incremental news. Um, on the micro front, you had a couple of earnings last night in the U.S. Some of them are particularly major. Marvell um, is kind of the second positive July end semiconductor report after analog devices. That stock was trading higher last night. You had another very small um, guidance bump from an apartment REIT, UDR, that follows ESS that had, came out on Friday. Um, a few other n- names to note. I have everything chronicled in the piece today. But you know, relatively quiet on the micro front as well. For the Tuesday calendar, there's barely anything that's really going to be in focus. So, you know, it's another busy day of sell side conferences. You're going to have a lot of presentations to kind of run through. You have the U.S. Jolt report for April. Remember, this is gives insight into the um, state of labor supply. So it shows the demand for jobs from companies. That demand has been extraordinarily high. Which suggests that a lot of um, you know some of the soft stuff you've seen in the recent labor reports is a function of again supply and not demand. I think markets are much more comfortable with a supply-driven shortfall in job creation versus a demand-driven one. Um, you know, so I suspect the jolts will stay relatively elevated, which again will provide further evidence that it's more supply than demand for jobs. Um, really, nothing that major in terms of earnings reports for today. The major macro catalysts for the week are still um, going to be the ECB and the US CPI. Both of those are Thursday morning. Um, the ECB is not expected to taper. However, I suspect you're going to see the rhetoric evolve in a way, again, like you're going to hear from the Fed, that the ECB is kind of leaning towards tapering going forward. You are going to get updated growth and inflation forecasts from the ECB on Thursday that will likely signal um, you know, the economy is improving in Europe um, as it exits its, its phase of the pandemic. And that, again, will provide a signaling mechanism towards, um, you know, the likelihood of reduced ECB asset purchases going forward. So that is everything for this morning. Um, there's a lot more in the piece, so check that out. And then, you know, I have been publishing a few macro pieces, including a Bitcoin update Friday night, and then the the weekly vital talking points and the, the weekly vital um, catalyst watch are all up on the website as well. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.